We give God the glory for another day. Every day is a blessing and it is by grace. I want to remind us this morning about getting more closer to God. Getting more closer to God. God is our maker. Is that right? He made us in his image and in his likeness. And he is the one that knows the complete metamorphosis of our lives. is the one that owns our life in his hands. That is the reason why we have to get more closer to him because he knows the way to the wilderness. He said, I am the way in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to me except through Jesus Christ his son. So our text this morning is James 4.8. And it reads NLT. Come closer to God. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Come closer to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Wow, the word of God is ever sure. Our loyalty is divided between God and the world. And these are perilous times. The world is indeed there, but we have to choose. Either we want to go to the, with the world or we want to go with God. But I know by the grace of God, we will go with God. I'm going to read TPT. Sorry, I'm going to read a lot of versions so that we can see the meaning. TPT says, let's read together. Move your heart closer and closer to God. And it will come even closer to you. But make sure you cleanse your life. You sinners. And keep your heart pure. And stop doubting. Praise the Lord. Indeed, God wants us to get close to him. Why? Because I said it earlier. We are made in his image. He made us in his image. We are the only creature that God made us in, in his image. Animals are not like us. Even though they have blood in their body like us. Because we are the apple of God's eyes. He wants to have a relationship with us. That's why he's reminding us this morning that we need to get more closer to him because the world is changing. Evil is abounding if we are not very careful. That's what the Bible says. He said, take heed, lest you that, have, that are in the gospel, lest you fall. And the Bible also says, examine yourself. So we, you and I, is talking to me, is talking to all of us and those watching online, that we have to examine our lives. Are we still in the faith? Uh, is our faith strong like it has to be? Are we still standing on the solid rock? You see this song that we sang? Jesus holy is a message. Jesus holy you saw Jesus is only our message. So that Jesus is what we should need to get more closer to. 
We need to get more closer to him. I'm going to read the message version, and then we will now depth into it. Let's read it together to one to go. So let God walk his will in you and I. Yell aloud to no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God, and he'll be there in no time. Quit dumbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. My brothers and my sisters, we need to quit playing in the field. We need to quit just doing Sunday, Sunday. You know, there used to be when I was young. My dad, there is a medicine that they call Sunday, Sunday medicine. Let's quit Sunday, Sunday fellowship. Let's make our Christian life real with God, 24 by 7. Let's make it real. Let's study the Bible. Because we don't have any other thing that can give us the strength in this life that we have. In this age that we have. It's a lot that is happening outside there. And the Bible says, perilous times shall come. Evil is abounding everywhere. Even younger kids is abounding in their midst. So we don't have any other thing, my brothers and my sisters. Let's quit dumbling. Let's quit playing in the field. Let's play the basketball for real with God every day. Praise the Lord. So what does getting closer to God mean? That is, it means beginning to have a strong interest and desire to know more about God. Let's know God more personally. When we gave our life to Christ, some of us, it can be five years ago, some 10 years, some 20 years. Our level of growth has to grow up. For example, if a baby is being born today. After the baby spent one month, I know some of us are still having baby. There's Ham Marie there. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Ham Marie. <laughs> That's my class student. So now when the baby is being born, after a month, what happens to the baby? The baby will grow. Do you think the baby will still remain the same form where you brought that baby from the hospital? No, because you are feeding the baby. You are nurturing the baby, and the baby starts growing. The baby is happy when mommy is giving, feeding the baby. And the baby is doing two main things, eating and doing something else, and playing. When the, when the food is gone, the baby will start crying. You have to give the baby food. So the same way, when we gave our life to Christ five years ago, we should not remain the same today. We should aspire and we should put effort. And the effort we have to put is not our effort. Because the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And he already provided what we need. The power of the Holy Spirit. Because we can't do it by ourselves. We can of ourselves do nothing. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, our helper, we are able to do it. So getting closer to God also means becoming more closely related to God. You become more closely related to God. We already have a relationship with God when we gave our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have, a, you have not made a decision to follow Jesus. Today is your day. We'll have opportunity later. 
So we give our life to, the, to, the, to our Lord Jesus Christ. We already have a relationship with God. And now we need to go beyond and rise above being a baby believer. We cannot be a baby believer. How long? We need to grow up. And the Lord has already given us what we need. So we quit that field plane. We get for real to know Jesus. So getting more closer to God requires knowing God more. Knowing God more every day. Let our heart yearning be, God, I want to know you more. Reveal yourself to me. As I'm going every day, in every area, aspect of my life, be exalted. And you will see how things will go smoothly each day when we, ask, when we desire to do that. That desire has to be strong in our heart. To know God more, we need number one. You know, I know it may look strange. Even me, when I was preparing yesterday, I, I did, this point wasn't a part of it. But God just gave it to me. And I know that is for somebody. By the grace of God. To know God, we need to let go of your past. Let go of your past. Forget it so that you can embrace the love of Jesus Christ. And he will now embrace you also. To truly know God and his son, Jesus Christ, we must let go of everything from our past, including what people have done to us. And dump it all in the trash. We have to dump it. You see that word that we read in that TV? It said, move your heart closer and closer to God. We have to move our heart. We have to move our life closer and closer to God. And when we do that, he will come even closer to us. We have to take the mood first. God has given us a free will volition. It doesn't force us. So we have to extend. We have to reach out to him to let him know, God, I want to get closer to you. You know, last month, when Pastor Tunde was ministering here, he mentioned this thing. And God just, I was touched. Somebody that has given his life to the Lord Jesus before me. And now saying that he wants to get closer to God. This should be our heart yearning, my brothers and my sisters, every day. To move our heart closer and closer to God. And then God will now come closer to us because he sees that you have that passion. You know, it's, it's one thing for us to have interest, but that interest has to go with passion. Because passion is more, more, more extended than interest. Both interest and passion, we have to have it for God. And he went further in that James 4. He said, but make sure you cleanse your life. That's why he's telling us, let go of your past and forget it. That's why 2 Corinthians says that, 517. He said, therefore, if any man, if anyone be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We have to leave the past behind. Has somebody hurt us? Has somebody offended us? Let's leave it and dump it in the garbage. When we put something in the garbage, 
We can't go there and be looking for it because it's garbage. The garbage truck will come, they will take it and go. So the same way, let's let go and let God. Let go. Stop holding to the past. Give it to God. If Jesus Christ can go to the cross and give himself all for the whole world, what can we not give to him? What can we not release to him and live at peace with everybody? Without which, we will not see him. The Lord will help us by, by his grace. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself and let go of regrets and move on. Because if you are holding to that, you will not allow God to come into your heart. You will not be able to get to know him more. Because the devil will just be using your past. And make you to see yourself, oh I'm not worthy. But we are worthy through the blood that Jesus Christ shed at the cross of Calvary. He made us worthy in his sight because of the blood. Because of Jesus Christ that has come to bring back that relationship that God meant in the Garden of Eden. Because Adam sinned, but the second Adam, Jesus Christ, has come. So let's go of our, let's, let's go of our past and forgive yourself so that you can be able to draw close to God and then it will draw close to us. If you discover that you are not, you cannot let go, ask God for help. It's always there. It's always there. That's why he says, sorry, I didn't give them this, but I have it. That's why he says in Isaiah 55, verse 6 to 9, he says, seek the Lord, why he may be found. Call upon him, why he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man is thought, let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy. Praise the Lord. The mercy of God is limitless. It doesn't have an end. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For our thoughts are not his thought. He said, for my thoughts are not your thought. Thank you. Says the Lord. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the head. We are looking at the sky, but we cannot see what is beyond. Even though the, astro the astrologers, they are going there, but they cannot find it. Because our God is a big God. And he's the one that made the heaven and the heart by the power of his, of his word. So, so say for the, as the heavens are higher than the heart, so are my ways higher than your ways. Are my thoughts than your thoughts. Our thoughts are, are higher than God's thoughts. And he's the one that holds us in his hands. So we have to go to him if we know that you are not able to give up whatever somebody has done to you. That you are not able to forgive yourself. Go to God. God, I need your help. In this area, I need you to help me to forgive myself. I need you to help me to forgive this person, this person. And God is always there. You see, he said, if you draw closer to me, I will draw closer to you. Praise the Lord. And the Holy Spirit 
is our helper. 24 by 7. John 14, 6, uh, John 14, 26. It says, but the helper. Let's read it together. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That is the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. He's our guide. He's our standby 24 by 7. But we have to listen to him. We have to listen to him and be attentive to him. So also in Ephesians 4.32, 31 to 32, it says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave us all. So we have to allow, we have to stop holding to bitterness. We have to stop holding to grudge. No matter what anybody has done for us, do you know what we do to God every day? Sometimes we are disobedient to his what? Sometimes we don't listen to what he tells us. We want to do it at our own way. We read it together. He said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Neither your ways are my ways. As the heaven and the heart is higher, so are my ways higher than our ways. And his thoughts than our thoughts. So I know God is speaking to somebody, online or here, whatever it is, let go and let God. And you will see how peaceful, how joyful you will enjoy the life. Because when you keep on holding to that, nobody knows the hour and the time that Jesus will come. Praise the Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from our past and throwing all our boasting in the garbage. We are going to read about Paul. That takes us to Philippians 3.8. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. He said to truly know God meant letting go of everything from our past. Paul is the one saying this. You see Saul who is known as Paul now. When he was Saul, he was just going all over, persecuting the church, killing believers, doing all manner of evil stuff because he was furious. That is the devil. The devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Three things. Don't let this devil steal your joy. Don't let this devil make you not to have what God has ordained for you to enjoy in this life. Why are you keeping grudge? Why are you keeping malice? God is talking to me as he's talking to all of us. Why can't we live in peace? What are we holding to? If Jesus can die and be praying for those people that nail him to the cross, trust, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. 
So we are his creature. So what are we holding on to that we can't give up for him? That we can't say, Jesus, you died for me on the cross. You gave your life for me. While I was yet a sinner, you died for me. You make provision for my redemption. You made provision for my healing. You made provision for what I need. So God, I give it to you. So to truly know, we have to let you see, Paul is saying, to know him, sorry, can you put it back on? To truly know him meant letting go of everything from his past. He let go and throwing all my boasting. Our boasting should be in the Lord and we should not be pride. We should humble ourselves. He said, I throw, this, is, this, was, this was Paul, I throw all my boasting on garbage heap. Garbage heap. And see the way he illustrated it in this particular version. It's all like a pile of manure to me now. What is manure? Manure is the dirt that you use for plant. And some people, they can't stand the, the smell. But some people, because they love plants, they have to put it in their, in their flower pot and plant, and plant the seed of the plant so that the plant will grow. So he rendered it. Paul rendered it. It's just a garbage heap. And he said it's just like a pile of manure to me, to him now, because he allowed Christ, because God revealed himself to him, and he gave all to Christ, all the persecution that he did, he gave it all. Can we go further? So that I may be rich. Let this be our word that we say to ourselves and for real every day. So that I may be rich in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all his greatness. Our God is great. He's big. He's mighty. He knows everything. He's the one that has been in the beginning. He's the one that is now and is the one to come. Praise the Lord. So let's be like Paul. Let's throw everything about our past. Let's throw them in the garbage bin. And let's us run the race that he has given to us and run it with him because we cannot run our lives by ourselves. We can't. The way the world is going, we need to get more closer to Jesus. Forget the former things. That is Isaiah 43, 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. We have to forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. You can go further. See, let us see. I am, God is telling us, I am doing a new thing in your lives. Now it will spring up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way. Is making a way in the wilderness. Something that looks gloomy is making a way and streams in the wasteland. And that is our portion. But we have to allow him. We have to reach out to him. We have to draw close to him so that we can experience this. Praise the Lord. So Paul is reminding us this morning that we cannot move forward if our hearts if our thoughts, actions, and deeds are focused and based on the past or how people had offended us. 
We cannot continue to do that. Paul admitted that he don't, he, he, he don't, he don't need to, he, he's, he's telling us this morning that he admitted that he don't depend on his own strength. He doesn't depend on his own, own strength. To accomplish this, he did not. He depended on God and the power of the Holy Spirit that God has given to him. The same, the way that his eyes was open and God instructed him to go to that straight, go to that straight line and ask for this and ask for that. And that, since that time, Paul's life made a U-turn. His, his life turned around and he started following Jesus, start witnessing for Jesus. So he said it in Philippians 3, 12 to 14, TPT. I admit that, you see, it's, it's, he came to God and let God know what the state of mind that he, he was. I admit that I haven't yet acquired. I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. That, but I run with passion. We have to run with passion into his abundance so that we may reach the purpose. He says, so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I want us to read it together. And when you get to that space that, that you can put your name, put your name. Let's read together. Kemi, admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing, but Kemi, you are running with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and want me to discover. Let's go further. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Amen. I run straight for divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. We have to do this. We have to run straight. That's why they said straight is the way that leads to heaven. Because that straight way, you can't, you can't carry baggage. It's not like we are traveling. You have extra, some of us, when we are traveling to Africa, we have excess luggage. Because we pack this, we pack that. And when you get there, you will pay for the excess luggage. But in this straight road, you cannot carry excess luggage. That's why broad is that way that leads to hell, that leads to destruction. Broad is the way, like this higher, you can carry everything. But straight is that way, you can't carry grudge because you will not be able to fit in that straight way. So we have to leave it behind and follow that straight way, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord. He says, I even, Isaiah 43, 12, I even I am, that is God, who blot out your transgression. He blot out our sins. For his own sake, he said, I, and that is our God. Even I 
am he who blot out your sin, your transgression, for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins no more. Wow, this our God is so great. He said he will never remember our sin no more because you have confessed it to him. And now he blot them out. He doesn't remember it any longer. So it's that same way. Because as Christ is, so are we in this world. So we can do it. That's why he gave us this, the power of the Holy Spirit. James 4.9 said, feel the pain of your sin. Feel it, but don't drag it. Just feel it at once and be real when you are feeling it. Give it to him, confess it to him. Be sorrowful. You can be sorrowful. You can weep. Let your joking around. Let your joking around be turned into mourning and your joy into deep humiliation. You can go over it and do all this, but don't stay there. As you give it to God, get up and start moving because you have that strength to do it. But do not let things linger on. Once you acknowledge your fault, ask God for forgiveness and move on because he has given us the power. So I mentioned to know God more, we need to let go of our past. Number two, we need to deepen our love for God. We need to deepen our love for God. What does deepening mean? Deepening, D-E-E-P-E-N-I-N-G, deepening. You have to go deeper. Deepening means a process of becoming deeper and more profound, increasing in strength and intensity. We should increase that intensity of our knowing. When we go back home, after we do all everything that we have to do, let's have time. God, thank God for technology. You know, God is the one that gave all these people that are doing technology stuff. You know what I do now because I just see the, the, the days are just busy, 24 by 7. Busy, busy. So I told myself, let me use myself as an example. I said, Lord, I need to know you more. I want you to help me to study the word of God. You know what I do? When I'm driving, I put the voice of the Bible on. I start listening. When I'm going out, each break time, I try to take a walk. I put on my cell, I put the cell phone on, I, I keep on listening. So you see, you have every avenue that you can read and hear the word of God. When you now get back home and you are now have the time, you can now open by yourself and start reading. My brothers and my sisters, we cannot afford not to get more closer to God. It is very, very important. The days that we have is just evil abandoning. But by the grace of God, the church we march on, and we are the church, I inclusive. The church of Christ Jesus we march on. And the gate of hell of perilous time will not overcome us. But we have to prepare ourselves. Because the word of God is our weapon. If you don't have you cannot give. You have to have the word. You have to soak yourself with the word. For example, now if I bring a, you know, like a face towel, I put the face towel in the water. When I take the face towel out, 
What we come out from the first tower? The water. So the water that we need, the food that we need, we need to feed our spiritual life with the word of God. We need to deepen our love for God. The love of God is a foundation for everything. Jesus replied, as a scripture. Sorry, I'm still old school. <laughs> I still use paper. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus replied, the most important commandment, that is Mark. Thank you. The, Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen. He's telling me and you. He gave us these two years to listen. Listen, O Israel. Listen, O fountain of the living world church. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. He's the only Lord. No lots. Go further. And you and I must love our God. And you must love your God with the whole of your heart, with the whole of your soul, and your mind, and with all your strength. 31. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than this. Imagine that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart. That means deepen your love for God. Love the Lord your God with the whole of your heart, with the whole of your soul, with the whole of your might, and with the whole of your strength. He wants us to love him more. He doesn't want us to continue and living our whole life by ourselves. He wants us to love him with the whole of our heart. So brethren, our love for God must be advancing every day. As a child is growing, when the child grows, it will get to a year, the child will start crawling for, few, for months. After the child will start walking, we need to walk with God. Enoch walked with God and God took him. Abraham walked with God and is promised child was given to him. Let us walk and deepen our love for God. We need this to help us stand firm and stay strong in these perilous times. David loved the Lord. He went, he kept his father's flocks, even though that was the assignment that was given to him. But he did it with his love for God. And he did it with the whole of his heart. Not knowing that God prepared, was preparing him for assignment in the future. So let us love the Lord and deepen our love for him. Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Trust the Lord completely, totally, not half, totally, completely. And don't depend on your own knowledge. We have our own human knowledge, but we need the knowledge of God to make that human knowledge 
to make us to navigate life successfully, victoriously and gloriously. Verse 6. With every step that me and you take, think about what God wants, not what you want. You can bring what you want. Lord, this is the way I'm looking at it, but Lord, I am laying it before you. Is this what you want for me? Because sometimes we want some things. It may not be that, it may not be what God wants for us. Sometimes we want to choose something. Sometimes it's not the, what God wants us to choose. That is why we have to trust him with the all of our heart. We have to deepen our love for him and allow him to guide us. Allow him to choose for us. He said with every step, not some step, every step, think about what he wants. And he will help you go the right way. He will help us to go the right way. But we have to acknowledge him first. We have to love him deeply first. Because, it's, for example, now, if you don't love yourself or you don't love your family member deeply, how do you want? You will not be able to, you, you deepen that love. Parents, you love, we love our children and we give them good gifts. So the same way, let us love God. God is the one that gave us life. God is the one that gave us the ability to even do all that we are doing. So with every step we take, think about what he wants. And now he will now guide, he will help us to go the right way. Go further, please. Don't trust in your own wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is a principal thing. Get wisdom, get understanding, get knowledge. Don't trust in your own wisdom, but fear and respect the Lord and stay away from evil. Stay away from evil. We have to fear God. That is reference him. Not that, oh, God, I'm fear. It's not fear like that, but reference. We have to reference God in everything that we do. And we respect him. Acknowledge him. Don't, 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 don't inform God. Involve him. Involve him in every areas of, your, of our lives. You know, when you don't involve somebody, you have already decided on what you want to do. And you are not saying, oh, I'm coming to inform you about this. You don't involve that. But we have to involve God in all our itinerary for the day. You know, the itinerary when you are going somewhere, you write, oh, this is what you want to do for the day. Take it to God and say, God, this is today. Lord, I am committing everything to you. Guide me. And then as we do that, we respect him and listen and pay attention whenever he's giving us instruction. And then we listen to him, just as Abraham listened and obeyed God. We have to listen and obey him so that we can be able to do all that we need to do successfully well. Praise the Lord. Verse 8. If you do this, if we do all that we have, we started reading from verse 5. He said, if you do this, it will be like a refreshing drink. You see, a medicine for your body. It's as if when you do wonderful smoothie, you put all the, all, all the fruits together and you make it chill. Some people like to put it in their refrigerator and you drink that drink. You're so refreshing. So the same way, if we trust God, you acknowledge him, and you respect and fear him and put all your itinerary before him, he said it will be like a refreshing drink. That is, you are drinking, you know, when you are so thirsty and you want to drink water, 
you take that bottle of water or put the water in the cup, you see the way you are drinking it, enjoying it. The same we say is be like a refreshing drink and medicine to our body that you don't need to take pills. That is just the joy. And the joy will make you to be so strong. You don't need any medicine. No pain because you are lying God and you are giving him chance because he's the one that owns our body. He said, don't you know that your body belongs to the Lord? Yes, because he's the one that gave us the body. So turn to the Lord for help in everything we do. That's Proverbs 16.3. Say, turn to the Lord for help in everything. Is it in some things? In everything you do, and you will be successful. That is what we call success. When we turn to him, every minute, every second, we don't think, think that, you know what, well, let me do it my own self. When we do it our own self, you will see that you will come back to where you start. But you have to turn everything to the Lord for help in everything that we do. And he said, I will, we will be successful. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 16, verse 1 to 3. is the word of God that we have to talk to each other. So that's why you see us going to the scripture often. Go ahead, my brothers and my sisters, and make all the plans you want. But it is the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. You can make all the plans you want in your own mind, in your own thoughts, but it's the Lord that brings things to pass. Verse 2. We are all in love we are all in love with our opinions. Oh, that's my opinion. Oh, that's the way I want to do it. Convinced they are correct. You think your opinion is correct. But the Lord is in the midst of us. Testing and probing our every motive. God, will, God sees our heart. You may not know what is in my heart. But God, our maker, he sees our heart. He sees what is our motive in that particular decision, in that particular plan that we want to carry out. What is our motive? Verse 3. Before you do anything, brethren, put your trust totally. Totally, not some part. Totally in God and not in yourself. He's talking to me too. He said, put your everything before you do anything. Anything. Don't think, oh, I'm just going outside here. Commit it to God. Commit it to God. Don't just see it just outside there. Commit it to God. He said, everything. Totally in God and not in yourself. Then, let's read together. Then, then every plan you make will succeed. When you put it in his hands. Because he is the king of kings. He is the lord of lords. He is the almighty. He is the Yahweh. He is Jehovah. And all power in heaven and on earth belongs to him. Verse 4. The Lord works everything to accomplish his purpose. Let's read this verse together. The Lord works everything together to accomplish his purpose. 
even the wicked are included in his plan. Wow. <laughs> he set them aside for the day of disaster. But he's still willing. He's still calling lost souls to come to his kingdom. Because he does not want anyone to perish. But to come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that they will enjoy heaven everlasting life, where everlasting life is. Praise the Lord. So the third point, how we go, let me go over, to know God, we need to let go and let God. Number two, which we just finished, deepen your love for God. Deepen your love for God. We have to deepen our love for God. Number three, God must be first in our lives. And we must always be willing, ever ready, to listen and obey God's instruction at all times. I am going to start this part two because I know I have a few more minutes. My brothers and my sisters, we need to get to know God more. We don't have any other option. Nobody can help us. Only the Lord knows the way of every day, 24 by 7. And we have to, we have, we have, we have said the word, we are no longer part of it. It's not that we don't go out, but we have decided to follow Jesus. That's what I say. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. One more time. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. We have decided to follow Jesus. Then let us get to know him more. Let's draw closer to him and he will draw closer to us. We can't afford to just live the same way every day. No. If you don't eat, maybe you, are, you may be fasting. But if you don't eat for one week without fasting, what do you think will happen? Hmm? <laughs> you need the food for strength. The Bible says all things we are made by God, including the food that we eat. He knows that we need the food to give us strength. He knows that we need the physical food to make our body more healthy. The same way we need the word of God, we need to feed on the word of God. We need to deepen our love for God. We need to let go and let God so that we can have the fullness of him in our lives. <clears throat> we need to allow God. We need to get to know him more. Because there is no other way 
So if you are here this morning, or you are watching online, we want to give you the opportunity so that you can get, you can have that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we close our eyes. If you are here this morning and you want to give your life to Christ, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. You have the opportunity. We want to give you a chance. If you have never given your life to Christ and you want to make that decision today, we are giving you the opportunity to raise up your hand. Don't be ashamed because Jesus Christ wasn't ashamed. He went to the cross. He gave his all for us. So do not be ashamed. Just proudly say, Lord, I want to accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. <clears throat> So is there anybody here, if you have never, one day or one time, make a decision and say, God, I need you in my life. I want to surrender my life to your Lordship. And then you will not be able to get to know him more. Praise the Lord. I think all of us, we are ready to give our life to Christ. So I'm encouraging us, my brothers and my sister, we are going to start part two in two Sundays. And I come back here by the grace of God. So let's deepen our love for God. There is no other way. No. It's only Him. 